I'd like to give a toast. For what? Well, I just wanted to say, it's Schmanners. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasion. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? Whoo! You know what? Uh, I wanted to talk about this. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, this is your platform. <laughs> there is a microphone in front of you. Because when we first started doing this wedding series uh-huh i think that i started out by saying it's wedding season uh-huh and i have come to know that all seasons are wedding seasons yes wedding season turn 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 is every <laughs> season turn 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 so here we are always and again here at wedding season also i want to say uh sorry we missed last week you know Parents, stuff. Sometimes it can't be helped. It, you get busy. But we're, we, we will try not to do it again for a while. But who knows, you know, babies and whatnot. Um, I also did, just before we wanted to get into it, I just wanted to say I made a TV show. And it is out now. And Teresa makes a cameo or two. She's amazingly the one cameo in said TV show. <laughs> um, and so you can go to CISO.com, S-E-E-S-O.com. Um, and watch all six episodes now. Um, you CISO, do have to subscribe. Yes, you do have to be a subscriber. CISO is three ninety nine a month, but... Very affordable. Yes, and lots of great content. But you can sign up now and get one week free, which is plenty of time to watch all six episodes. But I do recommend remaining uh, a subscriber because, like I said, full of great content. Um, also, and I know it's a bummer, but it is only available currently for uh, residents of the U.S., um, CISO just doesn't, doesn't broadcast outside of there. Um, so that's the situation, but go check it out. I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, and no, you know what? I'm very happy with it. I'm very proud of it. All six episodes of My Brother, My Brother, Me on CISO.com. Now, we are talking weddings. Wedding reception. Wedding receptions. Shall, shall we begin with just a little, uh, history of how our wedding was the greatest wedding anyone's ever been to ever? Yes. Okay. So for our wedding and reception, we did it at the No Theater Cincinnati. Which is a black box theater. Black box theater. So like, you know, big black square room. And um, the we did the wedding upstairs and then cocktail hour downstairs. And then the reception was upstairs after we cleared out all the chairs. Um, you know, we did the toasts. Our food was fried chicken and like green beans and, you know, biscuits. Our wedding cakes were cheesecakes we had cheesecakes whole cheesecakes for the um the wedding party table that we had set up at the at the at the very front of the theater and then we had um little cake stands filled with cheesecake bites at every table um and let's see what else um my mother passed away when i was 21 so we four went Went, did away. We didn't do the mother son dance. Instead, I encouraged everyone to get up and dance to my mother's favorite song, which was "Play That Funky Music, White Boy." Um, so, like the whole crowd danced to that. That was great. We didn't do a DJ. We did a playlist of music that I built. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. 
Uh, we didn't do the garter or the dollar dance because that's gross. And now, now, now. I know. My own personal opinion is the garter is weird. There are some people who will say the same thing about like the bouquet. It's just not for me. Okay. But they're not gross. They have uh, cultural significance in a culture other than your own. Well, luckily, Teresa, I don't know if you've noticed this in the dynamic of our show. I don't have to be the polite etiquette expert <laughs> one. I, I, I didn't want to do it because I, I thought it was, in my own personal opinion, tacky. But as I think we should just go ahead and address this right at the top because we're going to touch on this in all of the wonderful questions that we got. Um, so much of this is personal opinion and personal taste and how you want to do it. So we're just going to get that out ahead of time because we're going to be talking a lot about like traditional and what most people do and what we would do and what we did. That doesn't mean that you did it wrong or what you want to do is wrong. At Entrepreneurs, as always, we're just talking about like this is the most common or the traditional way. That doesn't mean it's the right way. Right. And if you'll listen to some of the other um, partner podcasts in this series of all the weddings extravaganza, um, you'll you'll hear this theme again and again and again. It's really, these are the traditions um, that... And, and w- like Western, you know, European right. American traditions. Um, but weddings are so personal. Because they're about you and your SO, and you get to do whatever you want. So, you mentioned historical. Yes. So I assume, as with most wedding stuff, this is the kind of thing where it's like, the history of the reception goes back thousands and thousands of years. Cave people were inviting each other in for saber-toothed tiger cakes. (laughs) Well, there, there is a little bit of truth to that. First of all, the idea of a reception is just to receive your guests. So, um, not to receive presents? No, not to receive presents. I see. Um, so, once the ceremony is over, a reception is held just to basically introduce the uh, couple to society and society to the couple and everybody you know hangs out for a little bit makes complete sense if you think about that most wedding receptions i've ever been to start with or at least really kick off with somebody announcing you know hey everybody for the first time ever it's mr and mrs mcelroy or whatever and then we walk in right and that kind of um announcement of the couple is uh is usually reserved for larger parties or um, receptions that take place in in a dance hall or a reception hall or, or something like that where it would be difficult for every single person to speak to the couple. Gotcha. Um, but there is another way to do that. You can do a receiving line. Which we did have a question about from Louise. What the heck is a receiving line? I've been to lots of weddings but never heard of it until I started trying to plan my own. It's basically where all the guests file past the the um, the newlyweds and you shake hands, you say hello, you say thank you and congratulations. That's really it. It's just a chance for the couple to greet all of their guests that joined them and thank them for coming and receive... Accolades. Yeah, well wishes. <laughs> well wishes. Uh, congratulations. And oh, wh- you said there's a different form of it. When when would when do you think a receiving line is like a better choice over like just doing 
a reception or doing or do you do both? Do you do receiving? You you can do both. Um, but I would say that if you are not going to have a reception, you should do a receiving line out of when when your guests are leaving whatever ceremony you have so that you can take that chance to thank them and and that can be as easy i, th- I think i uh, correct me if i'm wrong you don't have to like plan super coordinate it it can just be because usually the the you know wedding party leaves before the guests leave the mm-hmm. the ceremony so you could just be at the door like thank you for coming as they leave exactly you know? exactly so if you're not going to have a reception i do suggest that you have a receiving line just so that you can thank your guests um but uh at the reception you can also do uh, the announcement that you talked about a, a dj or somebody can introduce you um and i've seen and been to weddings where they had both so what what's the history of this well There really isn't a lot of congruous history regarding the wedding reception as we know it. Um, What we have come to know as the reception in a sort of modern day society really didn't start until the 1970s um, when... Wait, like the 1970s? Like 47 years ago, 1970s. Yeah, when it became a kind of lavish to-do. Before then... Um, weddings were generally, unless it was a celebrity wedding or, I mean, and celebrity, I mean by, you know, um, well-to-do families, weddings were generally a lot smaller than they are today. And you would follow the bride back to her family home after the wedding and have a small reception, usually a lunch or tea and cookies or punch and um and finger foods sometimes even depending upon what you did in in your part of the country even a breakfast or a brunch that sounds so much more reasonably like the price how did we get from there to like ah you're not going to be able to do your wedding or reception for less than twenty thousand dollars well it really happened when the wedding like machines started coming around right so like wedding reception halls and people started marketing specific like uh decorations for weddings and wedding rings and you had to have a specific dress uh, and, like, beers, like the the beers diamond people don't get me started i know so all of that stuff when when wedding the wedding machine really started which playing. by the way just side note highly recommend the <laughs> stuff you should know episode about diamonds Talk a lot about De Beers and how Diamond became the wedding ring, like Jewel, and why it's kind of a scam and super interesting episode. Go on. Um, started making it kind of um, aspirational in the way of you want to have a big blowout. You want to spend a lot of money. You want to really... Please don't say sh- blowout. We, now that we're parents, it's there's so many worse connotations <laughs> to it. Oh, God. Uh, so you wanted to, to throw a, a big to-do. How's Perfect. that? Well, that could also go bad, but I got gotcha. you. Um, so really the only thing that tracks throughout history, as far as the reception goes, is the wedding. The chicken dance. No. The wedding cake. Ah. And there are lots of different iterations of it. Um, so starting way back in the Roman period... What they would do is they had a small cake, a small sweet wheat cake that was broken over the bride's head. Um, 
Really? As a symbol of fertility. Interesting. Um, so then they would, the wedded couple, newlyweds, would eat a couple bites of this cake that had been broken over the bride's head. And then the rest of the crumbs, like the smaller pieces, were shared amongst the guests. And it was considered, you know, good luck because a lot of this stuff has to do, we, we talked about this in the other weddings one with evil spirits and, yeah. and whatnot. And it was. And pleasing the gods. And, right. Yeah, so much of that. It was considered a sign of good luck for the couple if everyone took and ate a small piece. Gotcha. And there were different iterations of this. Um, bigger size cakes, fruit cakes, pies, things like that. Not if necessarily. If anyone ever tries to break a pie over my head for <laughs> any reason, we're done. Not I'm necessarily out. a pie, but there was the the sh- the breaking and the sharing of some sort of cake or pie. Sometimes sweet, sometimes savory. Can I make a guess, or rather say something that I think I know, and you tell me if I'm not, if I'm wrong about how we got the formalized idea of a wedding cake we think of now? Or am I jumping ahead? You're jumping ahead because I know what you're going to okay, say. Okay, I'll hold off on it. I'll hold off on my tea a bit. Um, oftentimes these cakes or pies contain small favors, like like the baby in the king cake, like the baby in the king cake. Gotcha. Is it Mardi Gras yet? We should do a whole Mardi Gras like. Oh God, I don't know how we would even cover Mardi Gras etiquette, but maybe we could talk about Lent. I don't know. We'll we'll think about it. We'll think about it. And so these small favors, when found by the guests, would bring good luck and gotcha. the next person to be to get married, and you know all all of those those other traditions that we have originated inside the cake. Um, a tradition based in England has two cakes one of them the bride's cake or the bride's pie was more like it and then the groom's cake the groom's cake was usually a fruit cake um that was cut up into small pieces and given his favors so you know the groom's cake also has made a little bit of a comeback in modern times but a different form right well it's usually a little more um heavier flavored so mm-hmm. like the the wedding cake would be like a chiffon cake with like lemon icing or and something you know, very light a, let's say wedding cake and secondary cake because at this point bride groom who cares sure so now we have a, a first cake that is very light and airy sort of a ethereal quality to it yeah. and then usually this, yeah vanilla i mean usually like white icing vanilla inside right you're not getting a lot of like confetti cakes and rocky road is that a cake could you make that cake? <laughs> i don't know i'm very tired i couldn't think of another form of cake red velvet though i guarantee there are red so velvet the second cake mm-hmm. is usually a little heavier a little sweeter mm-hmm. a little fruitier a little more earthy earthbound type cake and um that especially in the southern united states is is a really fun tradition i've I've also seen just as far as the decoration goes that the primary cake the wedding cake is usually like very stuffy is not the right word but very like romantic or like wedding e and the secondary cake is like the fun cake Right. It's decorated with like the hobby of the person or with like something about the two. It's the baseball cake because they both love baseball. That's a way more interesting cake. I'm just, if you're listening to this, people who make wedding cakes and secondary cakes, secondary cake is always way more fun. 
Um, but I get it. Primary cake's beautiful. I get it. I get it. We had cheesecake. So <laughs> who am I to judge? So what you were alluding to earlier, I believe, is the I first... Say, I want to say it. I want to say it. Okay. I think it was Queen Victoria's wedding cake. Yes. So we always seem to go back to the Victorians. But the truth of the matter is Queen Victoria was the trendsetter in the modern world for like 60 years. Everything she did, everybody wanted to do. And it was a perfect time to... We need to do an episode on her and Albert because I think it has to do with like photography being a thing. Of like, Absolutely. It was really becoming prevalent so you could actually see photographs of things and not just like read about it in the paper or be told about it. You could see the dresses. You could see the wedding cake. You could see the parties. You could see that kind of thing in photos. Also, um, people were traveling a lot more because of the railroad system. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only ac- across Europe, but also across the United States. Uh, so news traveled a lot faster and everyone had this kind of aspirational thought of Queen Victoria. So her cake um, was 12 feet across. It was a single... Like wide? Like diameter. 12 feet in diameter. Whoa. Okay, wait. I'm looking at a table. This isn't even like like half that. I know. Whoa. It was a very large cake. It was a single tier fruit cake um, covered in white icing, uh, which is kind of the standard of the the wedding cake of today and it also depicted figurines on top Um, oh like the bride and the groom exactly so uh, queen victoria and prince albert were stationed in the center of the cake um and they were on a pedestal and just above them on a slightly higher pedestal was the figure of britannia Mm-hmm. Looking over them, uh, making sure My that they favorite superhero <laughs> that they uh, pledge their love to each other and to their country. And then there, there was also like her all of their offspring, right? Like had very elaborate wedding cakes. Well, she uh, Queen Victoria figured herself a little bit of a cake designer and designed most of the weddings for her children's cakes. Interesting. Nope. Well, I understood. What you meant. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm too tired to edit everything. <laughs> It's been a long week. Strike that. Reverse it. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, and so they did become uh, more and more elaborate, more tiers, columns, sugar work, figurines, flowers. But they all had the same general. It was uh, usually a fruit cake with the white icing. Tiered. Uh, Hers was not tiered, but as she designed more and more cakes, they became higher and higher tiered. Got it. So one more English cake I'd like to mention is um, the cake of Queen Elizabeth II. I've heard of her, yes. mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. When she married Prince Philip in 1947. She's married? (laughs) The wedding cake stood nine feet high and weighed 500 pounds. How many people were inside of it waiting to pop out? Not, Does it say in not, your notes? None. None. None? Yeah. They weren't waiting? Ha <laughs> ha! Jokes! So they used the first tier on their wedding day. The next tier was used as a celebration of the christening of Prince Charles. I bet it was stale, right? That's a, that's a thing I've never understood. The people who save their wedding tiers. I suppose if you keep it correctly. 
Oh. Cheesecake does not keep that long. Nah, we did. We tried to. Yep. We tried to do it to our one year anniversary. Just didn't. Nope. We so, went out and bought more cheesecake. Yeah. I think. Which worked out great too. <laughs> Uh, the third tier was given back to Australia because several of uh, most of the cake's ingredients were sent from the Australian Girl Guides as a wedding gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that was sent back to share ceremoniously with Australia. Interesting. And there it is. Um, every other trend has really developed since the 1970s with dinners and different cakes and whatever seems to be in vogue at the time. I bet there's a lot of regional stuff too that become, especially now as you like write articles about it and you have websites about weddings where it's like, well, that started in the South where they did that, but now everybody does it or that started in, you know, a Canadian province and now everyone does it or it started in wherever and now everyone does it but not like we've been doing it since the dawn of time which is another thing to keep in mind whenever someone tries to tell you how not to or how to plan your reception that said we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be back to tell you how not to plan (laughs) now we're gonna answer your questions and uh, a lot of them were about that and we'll try to give you our best answers but first here's a word from another max one show are you looking for you have chosen funny podcasts about bad movies rated r may we recommend the flop house three friends talk about bad movies and make each other and you laugh rated r the flop house is playing at your ears if you download it right now or whenever rated r to purchase tickets to the flop house you don't need to do that just download it the flop house rated r for nudity i guess i'm barbara gray i'm brandy posey and i'm tess barker we're lady to lady do you want to sleep over in your ears is that a friend in your pocket or are you just podcast to see me we're a portable hangout you can bring to the gym on the subway or on an oil rig seriously we have listeners who do that Show with us while we get high with Margaret Cho. Talk showgirls with Katya from Drag Race. And hear Broadway star Anthony Rapp sing Hamilton. I am not throwing away my shot. (laughs) I am not throwing away my shot. Hey, yo, I'm just like my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. That's Lady to Lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Hi, folks. Travis from the future here. Um, Unfortunately... Something went wrong during the recording process, and we didn't realize until we were editing that the second half, where we do all the questions, got a little bit jumpy and a little bit skippy. So it kind of was incomprehensible and impossible to listen to. Um, We're going to re-record it, so we will still be answering your questions and putting that out, but we didn't want to make everybody have to wait for the whole episode, so we went ahead and put out part one, uh, and then we'll re-record the second half, and we'll put out part two, uh, probably Monday or Tuesday, Um, but part one just turned out so well, didn't want to lose it, Um, so hopefully you can forgive us, and uh, look forward to the second half of this episode on on next week, Um, 
I was able to salvage the wrap-up, so you can still hear all of our housekeeping and thank yous and everything. So here, let's return back to the past and listen to that now. Uh, I think that's going to do it for us as far as the episode goes. Did one last time, just because I'm... Listen, if you listen to all my shows, you're going to get sick of this. But I got a TV show, and it's out now. It's on CISO.com. Um, it's, it's very funny. Uh, there are six episodes now. Um, and, you know, oh, I will also say, if you're listening to this and you aren't a U.S. Re- resident and you're super bummed, there is a full episode available on YouTube now on CISO's YouTube. Uh, just search CISO on YouTube, S-E-E-S-O, and you can watch a whole episode no matter where you are. Um, and so, at the very least, you can watch one episode. But if you are a U.S. resident, if you're in the U.S., you can watch all six episodes now. CISO.com, you can get one week free trial or... Go ahead and sign up because there's just so much comedy on there. Every season of Saturday Night Live, uh, Parks and Rec, Mighty Boosh. There's a whole bunch of British comedy. Black Adder's on there. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which is one of my favorite weird funny shows ever. Um, There's just so much good content. Plus, Take My Wife uh, with Rhea and Cameron. Uh, Rhea Butcher and Cameron Esposito, uh, Harmon Quest with Dan Harmon. Bajillion Dollar Properties. Oh, so funny. Starring Paul F. Tompkins and just like a crew of hilarious comedians. It's so good. Um, Go check it out, CISO.com. And if you've already checked it out, tell a friend. Help us get the word out. Speaking of, please tell a friend about this show if you like it. Um, You can go on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at SchmannersCast, S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Uh, you can email us. You can go on our Facebook. What's our email? Schmanderscast at gmail.com. You can go on our Facebook group. If you have any episode ideas, let us know. Um, what else? Let me see. My little housekeeping is I'd like to thank Brent Bruntlefloss Black for our theme song. It's available on iTunes as a ringtone. Um, also, thanks to Kayla M. Wassel for our beautiful banner and thumbnail art. And, you know, we have received a lot of really wonderful things in our P.O. box as of late. Um, I will be posting that list of, of lovely thank yous soon. Um, you know, cards, letters, pictures, wonderful, beautiful things for BB, toys, all kinds of stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. You don't have to send us stuff, but we really appreciate it when you do. What is that address, Travis? Um, it's, mm, I knew you were going to ask. It's on McElroyShows.com under contact, but let me look just so I can let everyone know. It's also on McElroyShows.com, if you want to check it out, is all the other McElroy projects. Uh, let's see, 3, 6, 9, 12, 15, 18, 22 different projects ranging from Oh, I thought you were giving the P.O. Box number. No, that would be weird. (laughs) That's a weird address. No, the P.O. Box address is P.O. Box 36384, Cincinnati, Ohio, 45236. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all of those lovely things. We really appreciate you thinking of us. Um, Go check out all the other amazing shows on Maximum Fun. There's a ton on there. Know that the Maximum Fun Drive is coming up. Um, I think we were, yeah, we were on the network last time, but, yeah, um, we were. if you are a new Schmainers listener, just know that coming up soon is going to be your chance to help support us and all the other amazing shows on MaximumFun.org. You'll hear more about that later. Just went ahead and go ahead and start planning it in your mind now. Um, am I forgetting is there anything else? I don't think so, honey. Okay. Join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmainers. Manners, Schmainers. Get it?
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.